What's going on? What's going on? What up? Love God, Love Sex Podcast, new episode. I'm one of your hosts, Heath. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Jamie. What are we talking about today, Heath? Personas and positions. Personas and sexual positions. This is great because it's time to get into something we've been noticing on TikTok, that every time we post this content where we talk about sexual positions, the views just go through the roof. Quite impressive. Didn't think talking about sexual positions and how they closely align with your identity in the bedroom are so closely linked or that people would, would find a resonance with that. Word. Before we get into anything, yo, press that subscriber button here on YouTube, or if you're listening to us on an audio platform, just make sure you subscribe to the channel, start following us, liking us, so you know we're coming out with new episodes and all of that. Um, so yeah, we're talking about, yeah, you know, <laughs> I had to think about after we did that episode and we did that a couple of months ago mm -hmm. and just how much <laughs> I've thought about the doggy style position really is a dominant position for a lot of men and, and how being able to exert their power over that. I mean, even so much so I've always wondered that about anal. If for a lot of men, anal is a matter of conquering a woman. I had once mm -hmm. I did, wrote a paper in grad school about uh, men ejaculating on women's faces. It was this paper we were writing about like sex, sex and sex addictions, sex addictions. And one of the things they talked about for some men is like marking their territory. Like, yo, mm -hmm. I came in your face. Yeah. I came on your face. And now because I've done that, I've I essentially you. let the world know you're mine or you've been mine. Yeah, I've had you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess a cream pie does in some ways because if you get pregnant, it's someone take the baby oh, to turn. Oh, yeah. No, 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 for sure. Yeah, but we, even, we definitely if, but even if not, I mean, even if not, I feel like that's some men's way of marking their territory. It's like, because that's not the thing that most women will let you do. So if you find mm. one that does, it's like, oh, she's letting me know she really likes me. Oh, because, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's, there's a lot of things that women do sexually knowing that it makes an impression on us or kind of signals that they like us in mm, ways that like we that, that that we don't always consider i mean listen i've heard of not only one but many women multiple mm -hmm. women usually older because i mean i got it from this this game from older women in my family but like I don't know if women are necessarily programmed to see giving head as like necessary because mm. it's like, yo, my, my box should really be satisfying you. I don't necessarily want to have to put it in my mouth to get you ready for the grand yeah. finale. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, yo, those who will do that and do it in a way that makes you feel pleased in a way that validates your manhood, in a way that makes you feel like a king, like they really trying to let you know something. It ain't just about, yo, this mm. is just the skill set that I have. You know what I'm saying? I don't, Man, I mean, honestly, I don't really know too many women who are just like, yo, I like giving head like that. So I'm just going to like do it. There's maybe one or two. That you know personally? One, yeah, you're look, right. Look at me, look at me trying to get you in trouble. How do you know these people? <laughs> So does your partner know who, the, who these people are, these women are? Hi, I'm with the uh, partner police. <laughs> and I have some questions for you. 
Where were you on the night of Columbo with the trench coat? How do you, how do you know trickle down economics? How do you know this person? Where did you study that in university? Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, no, but seriously, I and I mean, obviously, I probably do know, but I don't think there are a lot of women who no, want that. That like, no, they yo, don't. I'm just out here because I really know how to, you know, suck a golf ball through a straw. Like no, I'm just out here doing it. Like though. Yeah, I know. They don't. And I think a lot of women, and this is regardless of race, because we've seen sisters really get beat up about this. But I've seen even with white women or again, I, I honestly believe you that most women feel like, why should I do this when I was generous enough to let you to, to let you have sex with my legs to you. Yes. I gave mm -hmm. you my vagina. You should be satisfied. Right. And I believe that is an orientation. A lot of women have like, well, I let you beat. So they really shouldn't be complaining about anything, anything. Yeah. Anything. No complaints at all. I don't care mm -hmm. how, how stacked up my shoe boxes are. I don't care if I've misplaced my debit card eight times in, in, in a month. I don't care if every time I bring back the car, it's on E and then you got to push it. You know what I'm saying? To the gas station <laughs> to, to get it filled up. I gave you the box. Right. You should be happy. You should be happy. Yeah. 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 Wow. That, and that's a very tough position, I think, for a lot of men to be in because when you are or you hear stories, and I think some men get to this, right? You hear some stories about a woman you know or your girl giving head and you ain't getting head. Once it becomes those stories a problem. Get out, it becomes a problem. Because that's already a thing. Like, yo, how does someone else get something that I didn't get? When, but I'm giving more to you than they are. I'm adding more value to your life than they ever did, but they getting all the benefits and perks that I don't get. Yo, make it make sense to me, please. <laughs> I'm taking out garbage. I'm doing preschool drop off. I'm doing pickup. Yeah. I'm sweeping, you know, the front porch. I'm listening to your mom talk about her old, aka sorority <laughs> get-togethers. I'm listening to your dad talk about his his gout. I'm helping your sister out with her her third salon business. Oh, I'm helping man. your brother make his transition from Tacoma back down to you know Oklahoma. Yo, and I can't even get a compliment. Oh, old, old boy was getting head. Right, he was getting, that, getting that jaw work. He was getting that jaw work. I couldn't get none of that. And then if I bring it up, it's like, oh, I don't do that anymore. Uh, that's that was a different me. You shit. Well, it go reminds, replace remember, that different me with the other you. Bring you, her. You remember the movie The Brothers? Uh, with oh, the, yeah. Hughley's character. It was like his wife didn't want to give him head, and it's like, that, yeah, yeah, Tamara Jones, Tamara Jones. Yeah, yeah, Tamara yeah. Jones. And it's like, yo, bro, it's that's a real situation, like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, like you said, especially if I gotta hear about it. But even if I don't hear about it, the fact that I'm not getting it, and I'm telling you, is something that really makes me get off or you know what I mean? Makes me feel affirmed and appreciated and loved on and valued. Like, cause I mean, you would ask for the same thing, maybe not something sexual, but maybe like, this is a real, this is a serious or important emotional need that I have. Like, I need you to tend to that. Mm, what about head? You don't think, that's, women, but that's what I'm saying. No, 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 they for don't, sure. They throw that gauntlet down for head. No, you said they're going to. I mean, they throw down the gauntlet for head, meaning if you go down, I've heard women say, hey, if he goes down, he goes down. I ain't going down. Oh, yes. That's what I'm I saying. I still hear that from women. Almost like saying, what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine. 
you know, I, I, I've heard some women say that too. Like, yes, yes, I do make good money, but it's my husband's salary. Like, he's the head of the household. It's his salary. It's his income that's holding us down. My money's my money, and his money is our money. So yeah, just because you go down, it's not tit for tat. It's not a one for one here. <laughs> it ain't gonna be because they're like, you know, I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna go down. What you gonna try to make me? Like, we not even gonna go that direction. So. <laughs> Keeping in line of what we're talking about, personas is that a persona, the 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 controller or the prude or or the one who is, I dictate, I oh, determine mm. where the resources are meted out. Oh yeah, please. Some people just need definitely to put money love for the bridge, huh? No bridge for you. <laughs> Some people love being dominant like that, and it, yo, listen, that could be sexy in a way. Like if somebody really has genuine dominant energy or if they have genuine sub energy, if it's authentic and it's genuine and they really leaning into that son, it can make for a great scenario. Did you ever see the movie Strictly Business? And have y'all seen that movie Strictly oh, Business? Oh, wow. Tommy Davidson. Taking it, taking it back. Anna Maria and the, uh, <laughs> I forgot the black dude who played uh, in the Cosby show. He played the brother taking of the son-in-law. But basically in the beginning of the scene, they were having sex and she's like, like, I mean, she's working him like a drill sergeant. Move to the left. Move to the right. Move up. Ooh, up. And then as soon as he, they, you know, I guess she gets off. He gets off. She's like, takes a Kleenex. He's like, here's a napkin for your thing. <laughs> Just <laughs> real rude, domineering, right. disgusting. Ugh. You know. Is that domineering? Domineering, I think, in a way, the way she, she, was, she was running in the back, you know, and some people don't mind it, but I think for the purpose of strictly business and the opening, they're trying to set the tone for that story that she is this control freak who is diminutive of this mm. man in this, mm -hmm. this relationship so much so that even in the bedroom, she's destroying the connection, destroying the emotional fabric that should be there in, in, in a sexual scenario. Yeah. Being, being domineering can definitely do that. But see, and this is what, really what I'm trying to say. If it's genuine, normally it doesn't rub people the wrong way. That At least that's been my experience. I feel I like when, when people are pretending to be domineering or, or d dominating, that's when it gets really fuzzy. And it's like, yo, you, you're not even really moving like a dom. Like oh, that, yeah. that energy has not to be, that yeah, that has, not, that, like that, that has to be authentic. No, you can't I, really fake that and pretend. No, I think in the context of strictly business, there are people who are just rude and diminutive and controlling of their partner in a way that is so overwhelmingly disgusting mm -hmm. and overwhelmingly uh, mean. I guess, yeah, mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's mean. acidic. Yes. Acidic. That's the right word. I was struggling and glad you jumped in there with mean. That's not, I think, a role. That is not a place where you're going to find connection mm -hmm. or build no, up not connection. Right. So, yeah. So, I, I don't, I don't think any man just dealing with this context of, you know, women and men, meaning we as men are, are we sleep with women so we can talk about it from that perspective. I don't think any man w wants to deal with that. But I mean, when we talk about a man doing it to women, that's somewhat celebrated. Women want to be dominated, put my head in the pillow, jack my butt in the air, mm -hmm. you know, 
Throw me around. Throw me up against the wall. Yeah, pull my hair. Yeah, pull put my your, hair. Choke put, me. Put the sole of your feet on my head while you hit it from the back. Right. You know what I mean? Make me submissive. Settle me down. Tame me. me. Yeah. Tame me. Mm -hmm. I'm the wild beast. You know what I mean? You're, you know, you're, you're, you know, all that bucking of the hair. I mean, all these tropes that typically exist around controlling women, you know, women or controlling even animals that gets applied to women in the bedroom is a really big thing. Bending them over your knees, spanking them, letting mm -hmm. them know you're just a child and I will do my parental duty to discipline you and get you in line, get you in order. That's a big thing. And most Word. women, I know when they think about their man and sometimes their man in the bedroom, they want that dominating spirit. They want right. that control. They want that general who's going to be like, yo, bend over, do this, order, open your butt cheek, close them, this, down the third, put your mouth open. Mm -hmm. Even the calling him daddy. Like, you know what I mean? Like you said, they, they want that kind of domination in the bedroom. They want to they fall into being submissive. And we talked about that the last time we talked about this. I feel like even outside of um, taking on a persona, I feel like it is kind of biological. I hate to say it, but I really feel like it is. I feel like it's a woman's natural place to be submissive, but I don't define that as inferior to a man. Mm, 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 I don't mm. find, I don't define submissive as inferior. Mm. I just feel like it's, it's a natural bend to like, if, if we just look at body parts, right. It's, it's the, the whole is more submissive to the object than the object is to the whole. You know what I mean? Or the canal. What if you want to, but the, I, canal, I, the canal, yeah. If you want to yeah, call it, I mean, that. I, I disagree with you. I don't see women as a natural bent to being submissive in the sense of a natural order in a hierarchy. I think some women are, some women aren't. Some men are leaders in, in mm -hmm. leading, and some men prefer to be in conjunction if, in their minds of being connected with their women. And then some men are led by their women, different strokes for different folks in, in, in many different ways. But I do have a question for you dealing with this personas thing. It seems like based on what we're saying, personas change. So your persona when you were 22 is not the persona that you were seeking in the bedroom at 35, 45, 55. Your persona changes. So to go back to that example, man, right? Yo, wait a minute. You were giving dude's head all up and down the block. When we was when at you Howard. were 25, when you right. were at Howard, <laughs> right? Now you know what I'm saying. You ambassador to the UN. You're married to me, and you and you're not doing that, right? I got the dry. I got the dry. Dry. Yeah, day. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mouth is closed for construction. <laughs> ain't seen ain't, 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 ain't seen an oblong object go up in there since. Right. Ain't when no we B, got married, ain't no be back soon or nothing. No, no signs of that. Just, no, it's been closed. That road's been closed for years, son. Don't worry about it. Indefinitely. Just you got to go around the other way. <laughs> go through the swamps. Yeah, yeah. If you're trying to get some wetness over there, you got to go down to the swamps, bro. Sorry, ain't nothing you're going not on up, up north. It. You're not getting it any other way. And yeah. So what is that? Is your persona changing? Why are you a freak when you're younger? Or why are you a freak with these frivolous guys and these frivolity, mm -hmm. but not? I mean, that's that's our culture, with your, bro. With your partner, that's our culture, bro. Now, obviously, I'm pretty sure if you talk to your parents, your grandparents, that wasn't their culture. 
It wasn't, let me, you know, go to college and make it a wild out experience by myself. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, after I've been holed out, as they like to say in the red pill community, now I'm looking for a guy to wife me up. It wasn't that. Hmm. And so I think that that's become the culture. Whereas like, you know, that's what's happening with a lot of people, men and women. We're going to college and it's, it's turning into a, like you said, let me be promiscuous here. These are my promiscuous years. But why do they need to be that? You know, somebody like Ben Shapiro would say, yo, don't make it your promiscuous years. That's when you should be trying to find a mate and get married. Yeah. And be promiscuous yeah. with your, be promiscuous with your partner. He say, yeah, he does say that. So, I mean, but like you said, it's different strokes for different folks. I think some people are going to choose that path. Other people are going to be open to um, kind of finding out who they are sexually and what their personas are with a person when they're young. Um, I, that was my path. It was like, I didn't really start um, thinking about who I was as a lover. I would say not even until being aware of it until my like mid thirties. I wasn't really aware of a, a sexual persona. You know what I mean? I, I didn't know that I had a, an erotic blueprint and all of that type of stuff. For me, sex was really, it was really technical. It was all about the tactile, uh, the sensory process or the sensory experience. It wasn't, even though I've had very deeply emotionally intimate moments um, uh, with partners, it was more about the sensory experience. And so I really didn't start knowing and I really didn't start knowing about who I was as a lover until mid thirties. And that was like, I had a partner who just, I don't know, bro. It was, it was almost like, I guess something just kind of clicked and turned on, mm-hmm. you know, I was kind of getting over all of the negative emotions about that. I went through her after divorce. And it was like, yo, that next partner, she validated something in me in a way where I was just like, oh, I'm actually doing something out here. And then it made me more curious of like, now that I have this information, can I, can I be this um, knowingly aware? Can I knowingly be this? Can I have this knowledge of who I am as a lover and actually apply that on call and learn how to master that? Man, yeah. You know? Um, but I mean, it's, it's pretty much what you talked about doing your, the edge work that you do and some of the tantric practices is like, you learned that there's, there has to be mastery of that piece of you too. And the way that there is there's mastery over you as a, as an achiever, as somebody who's out here trying to make strides in the world and come up there, there has to be a mindset about you, um, as an, as an immune system, as a health system how you take care of your body. Like, yeah, that, that has to be mastery over that part of you. That's a, a bedroom bandit. You know, the worst. Yes. Yeah, I think I've ever <laughs> spat on the podcast, but you're thinking me about the persona thing. And I have heard men say that once they're with their wives, they can no longer bring the business like they once did when they were single because so much of their single sex was transgressive and about bringing the slut out, bringing the freak out. Mm-hmm. And now, even though your wife wants that, you can't do it because 
it's not associated with love. It's associated with being transgressive, aggressive, a sneak freak. Detached. Someone who's, uh, yep, someone who's getting over on someone, the mm -hmm. con man. You know, I told you I liked you and everything was good. Then I got you swallowing cum or, you know, or, or I'm, 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 you know, I'm coming on your back or coming in your face on your sheets. Right. You know what I'm saying? That, that was, that was, you know, you know, this item that you had on your, your, your nightstand was sentimental. I came on that and you're doing all this. <laughs> Taking the condom off and just leaving it on your bed. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah, she can clean that up. Right. Now you married or with your significant other and she wants that behavior, but you can't do it because it's so closely aligned with being a con man with being this aggressor. I was going to say with being a motherfucker. Mm. Very interesting. So you're right. Personas do change. Cause I want to be, you know, we always try to be equitable and fair, right? We did the woman side. So now you gotta be thinking what's the man side of that. And men are doing the same thing. And women could argue that just as displeased, wait a minute, you did oh, it with her sure. and bent her over in, 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 in her garage and all that. And once you come in the car and do that with me, I don't do that anymore. If we're married, we go to the bedroom. And so where's your freak? Where's your energy? Where is your ex exuberance and excitement and alacrity, whatever $9 college word for energy and enthusiasm you could toss out there? Where is it? Right. Now, I have so, to I deal mean, with slow, slow go morale. You don't like to go out anymore. You don't like to do anything. You, you, you are living in, I'm not stimulated because you got me or you've evolved or now you realize, well, when you're in love, this is what people do. They don't let the freak out. They, you know, silence the freak so they can just be attentive. Isn't that so crazy? And it's like, I feel like that happens to so many couples. People who have been, you know, I would say together for some months going into some years or some years going into some decades. It's like every couple I know has had a, like a period where that was the case, where it was like, um, you know, and it was most of the times a guy who couldn't really let that freak out the way that their woman wanted to just really in that aggressive kind of way. Like, yo, slept me out, bro. I'm asking you to do that. And it's like, the guy can't do it because like you said, it's that kind of behavior is associated with who I would have been trying to smash before I met you. And the way I would try to smash, you know, let's go out for a couple of drinks. I'm already putting the drinks on the menu because once the drinks are in, once the Remy's in the system, can't quite tell them what the fuck I'm like this that's what they be yelling. But you do that so that the person is starting to lower their inhibitions. So here comes the game and the con man part, right? You're slowly slowing these seeds. So by the time you get to the crescendo at the end of the night, the big payoff, the peak, that person has gone through multiple of your traps to get to a point where it's like, all right, I'll come home with you. And here comes the panties, everything else, you know, and then that's all someone wrote or someone came. I don't know. Well, but, let's talk about some different personas. So we've talked about sub and dom. What are, what are some other ones you think are out there? The controller. The freak. The freak. We talked about freaks. They like, they study their partners and you know what I mean? 
they're getting into that who you are as a person and they got the dossier about you. They got the cachet like, oh, they like to do this. Would you say the servant is different than the, than the sub? Ooh, yeah. The servant, the giver. Yeah. I, I See, I think even that is it can be nuanced because you could be a giver without <clears throat> being a servant. You know what I mean? It's It's almost like the difference between I'll cook for you, but I'm not making your plate. You know, I think the difference between being a giver and being a servant is like, there's follow through mm, with the servant. Mm, you know what mm, I mean? Mm, I, I think sometimes the giver is like, I'll give you what I want to give you. The servant is like, I'm giving you what you want for me. Mm, mm. That's a good point. I like that. The difference between I cook you food, but I ain't going to make you your plate. The servant goes the extra mile. Absolutely. There's, there's aftercare if that's what you, and, that, and that's the thing. If that's what you want, it's, it's whatever you say, they, that's what they want. That's what gets them off. Being able to do, to fulfill the task that you give them, knowing that is going to please you. Like that's what they get off on. The giver is kind of like, you know, yeah. If, if you want some head, I'll give you head. Or if you know what I mean? Like I'll give you what I want to give you. Not like, I'll let you I'd give you what, what you, what you secretly desire, anticipate your need. Right. Or just because it's your need doesn't mean I'm going to give it to you. I'll give you what I'm comfortable giving you. To me, that's the giver. What about the person who is the anxiety sex? People who go out of their way to just give sex out as a way to calm people down or to make sure that, that their partner stays with them. Right. So I don't know if they're mm. enjoying it as much as they're just giving up their body for as a vessel so that the other person just remains connected to them and hopefully stays with them. That That's a, that's a, another persona I've seen in the bedroom stories I've heard about people who are just overexcited to make sure that their partner doesn't leave or their partner doesn't stray. Their partner doesn't cheat. They got to yeah. stay here. So I'm giving sex up out of that center or that through that lens, not out of a lens of mutual satisfaction or enjoyment. Yeah. I mean, and anything you give, like we talked about before, the right thing at the wrong time is still the wrong thing. Or, or giving, you know, something good from a bad place is still a bad thing. So Absolutely. I think if, if you're giving from with bad intentions or not necessarily the best, most beneficial for the whole, uh, those types of intentions, then I feel like it's still a bad thing. So yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, you can, you can give someone sex to keep them there, but obviously it's, it's like a plug that's keeping water in the bathtub. Once you take out the plug, so goes the water. So. Just know mm -hmm. that if they're there and they're tied to this thing, if they if that thing goes, they're going with it. Yeah, it may last forever or it may to the end of your relationship, but what if it doesn't? And then you're going to be the the worst for it. Right. Yeah, that that was a good analogy with the plug in the water because it's got to come out at some point because no one keeps water in a tub; it gets stagnant. Mm -hmm. So it's going to come out, and when it does, where will you be at the uh, at the end of it? Yeah. Down the drain with it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard these scenarios and some of it comes from traumas and that people have and ways they're trying to get ahead of what they may see as potential issues, family, family legacies, all that. And they end up getting pretty much hurt at the end of the day because they're just overcompensating instead of enjoying and connecting. Yeah, sex, I mean, as, as much as it's enjoyable. It can be really dangerous. I hate to say it that way, but it really can be dangerous. 
What's the swinger um, said in our episode, Sex it, is Serious Business. Ain't that really like dope coming from a swinger? Sex it's just very interesting. Business. It's just like that you would think swingers are out here really just swinging and, and sleeping with anything moving. Indiscriminate sex I mean, they, partners. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really, well, at least, you know, the couple we talked to, that wasn't their mindset or approach to it at all. Um, but yeah, man, I, I definitely feel like people can get in trouble with giving sex or anything from a bad place. But sex, right. sex is definitely dangerous in that way, for sure. Yeah. It's got to be honored and respected, just like any other type of energy. Atomic energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, energy, platonic energy. Yeah, all of that. Friendship, yeah. colleague energy, corporate well, energy, like all like of that. Nuclear energy, atomic energy. Like, you know, we make bombs or we can power homes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. All, oh, all yeah, of those yeah, energies yeah. have to be respected. Yeah, yeah, for sure. With that said, let's wrap up. Uh, thanks for everyone for listening. Uh, we are available on TikTok and YouTube at Love God Love Sex Pod. If you're listening on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts at Love God Love Sex Pod, whether you're watching or you're listening, and most likely if you're watching, you're, you're also listening. Go ahead and hit that subscriber button. Also, we have an email connect at Love God Love Sex Podcast.net. Feel free to email us any show ideas or suggestions. We'd love to hear from you guys and keep leaving those comments on TikTok. And as we continue to build up our YouTube presence, continue to leave those comments there. We reach out to as many people as we can. And we'd love to have the conversations with you guys because your feedback makes us stronger and gives us better insight on how to make this experience better for everyone. With that said, thanks for listening. Until next time, take care. Peace.